Welcome to Create Shift, the podcast where we talk about burnout, hosted by me, Ellen Carr, and me, Kate Banks. We're the burnout coaches, and together we run the good space, supporting you to heal from burnout and move out of the burnout cycle. If you're ready to rip up the rules and create a life in which you can thrive, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Create Shift. This episode is me, Ellen, joined by another wonderful guest. And this time we have a returning guest. Some of you might remember Emma Newlin if you've been listening to the podcast for a while. She's been on quite a few times now. And Emma is now working as a naturopathic health coach. And I wanted to talk to her on the podcast to specifically speak about food and nutrition in relation to stress and burnout. So that's really all I want to say. It's a really interesting episode. As you'll see, or as you'll hear from the episode, there is so much to talk about in relation to this topic. So we decided to make this a multi-part series. So stay tuned for part two, which should be coming next week or in the next couple of weeks. And then we may even add a part three as well. The only other thing to say is that hilariously, bizarrely, for some reason that I cannot fathom, my voice recorded through the recording uh, with a helium effect on it. Emma's is absolutely fine, which is the main thing because Emma's doing most of the talking, thankfully, but I do sound ridiculous and there was nothing I could find to rectify that in editing. I'm sure somebody more technically skilled than me probably could do that. I am not seeking recommendations, thank you, but um, just want to let you know that there's that. I hope that you can get past it. It is a really good interview and like I said, Emma sounds fine and I didn't want to not put it out for that reason because I'm okay with sounding a bit ridiculous. So I hope you enjoy the episode. I hope you find it supportive, encouraging and inspiring. Remember to review the podcast if you are enjoying it and until next time. Hello Emma, welcome back to Create Shift. I think you've been on like four times now, five, I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to make a record. Yeah. Um, Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's lovely to be back, yeah. So, although you've been on many times before, please can you give yourself a quick introduction for new listeners? And obviously, like the scope of your work has kind of shifted over the years. So, yeah, let us know who you are and what you do. Yeah, uh, thanks. So, uh, so I'm Emma. Emma Newlin. Um, so, yeah, like you said, what I uh, what I do now maybe even like might be different from what I did the last few times I came on, just because of how the way I'm working out of necessity at what people seem to need is is shifting more. So I'd say now, currently, the the main stuff I do is uh, naturopathic health coaching, which means like a health coach. So I work with people one-on-one um, or in groups as well to look at issues they might have with illness or just not feeling great in themselves. And then from the naturopathic sense, that means that we know the body has an ability to heal itself. We have to take everything out of the way that's stopping it from healing itself and looking at natural ways to support it. Um, I teach yoga and I am a writer, so I write about health topics. Um, and I run online courses and in-person courses about Ayurveda and um, holistic health and so that. Amazing. Thank you. So, yeah, so the reason that I wanted to have you on the podcast today was specifically to talk more about this, the naturopathic coaching side of your work in relation to burnout. And I thought we could focus on food and nutrition um, because you have lots of interesting things to say about that. So you always do lots of great posts online. So if anybody is interested in that, you follow Emma online and she'll let you know where to do that later. But uh, yeah, so 
I think my first question to start us off, and I guess also before we start, I want to remind people that although we're talking about nutrition, the you know healing from burnout or supporting yourself you know in that naturopathic way is it's not just going to be about nutrition it is a holistic approach there's loads of other things to look at but we are just talking about about the side of things today so my first question to start us off then is how can the things that we eat or I guess the things we also don't eat impact our ability to deal with stress in a way that then might mean we eventually go down the route to burnout mm-hmm. yeah, yeah okay uh, well okay that was big the, the whole thing we're talking about right yeah um, yeah yeah so uh the, well we are i know it's like a really old cliche sort of saying but we literally are what we eat so everything we eat um affects how our cells are, are made and it affects our dna which then will affect the dna of the children we have and their children we have so a lot of our the way we start off in the world, whether you can tolerate a lot of stress or not, can actually be really impacted by how your parents ate and how their their parents ate. So that's like a, a, a just a real basic starting point. But different foods have a massive effect on our hormones as well, um, on our neurotransmitters. So things like serotonin, which is commonly called like your happy hormone or dopamine, which we can get into that. A lot of people call it, think of it like as an addictive hormone, but it's actually what makes you want to get out there and explore things and do things. Um, and if you're very, very burnt out, maybe your dopamine levels are really, really low because you're just too knackered and, and worn out to do that. Um, foods also have a massive effect on our blood sugar levels, which we can get into a lot today, which is a really trendy topic at the moment. Um, but your your blood sugar balance can have such a huge effect on stress and, and burnout and your adrenal health, which again, we get into. So it's, it's just basically lots and lots of layers on top of each other. And again, it can be like you're missing perhaps certain food groups or certain nutrients that are not so for example things like magnesium are are massively helpful for relaxing the body relaxing the nervous system so if you're not getting that in your diet that's one thing that could really be impacting your stress levels and ability to recover from stress um so yes there's some things obvious like we can get into like if you're eating loads of junk food and having loads of coffee that's obviously not going to help but there can also be some more hidden things where perhaps you think your diet is, is healthy but you're missing certain nutrients that could help Mm. okay so what are some of those hidden things that you just referred to that so somebody who's not eating loads of junk food and you know they're maybe not drinking loads of coffee but but they're still feeling that they're going into burnout or they're you know they're not dealing with stress well what are some of those the most common I guess hidden things that could be affecting that um well should we I'll talk a little bit about one of the the really common things so blood sugar balance yes okay Yeah. yeah Um, so this is not like a specific food group because we can definitely go into that as really specific things. But, but basically, a, a lot of um, oh, well, it's really general. Like a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, especially women, uh, mm-hmm. have uh, issues with their blood sugar balance, which can m- m- so directly impact stress and, and burnout and anxiety as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so just I'm sure everyone knows, but like your blood sugar balance is basically the amount of glucose you have either stored in your muscles and liver or in your bloodstream so if you have very high blood sugar um it means that your your cells are perhaps not getting enough of the sugar into them to give you energy but it's all in your bloodstream 
Um, and if you have very, very low blood sugar, that can mean that you're uh, you might feel very, very dizzy. You might feel tired. Um, you might get that sudden hangry feeling. Mm. Um, so hypoglycemia. Um, and that's really, really common in women who, quote, think they're healthy um, and perhaps not getting the nutrients they need. So if we can start to balance uh, blood sugar better, then your body's just not in so much of a state of stress all the time. So common things that happen um, is eating not enough, for one thing, um, or these are all ways that you can damage your blood sugar. So not eating enough, skipping breakfast, um, eating lots of carbohydrates or refined carbohydrates uh, by themselves. So for example, that might be um, like an energy bar or something like that, or a fruit bar, um, which society says, oh, that's a healthy snack, but it can actually make you have a massive blood sugar spike Mm. and then a massive blood sugar dip. So if we eat a carbohydrate food um, by itself, so it, depending on how sensitive you are to this, it can make your blood sugar spike up, which will give you lots and lots of energy and might even make you feel a little bit jittery. And then the more sugary that food is, you're going to then have a really sharp blood sugar crash, which is then you might start to feel very fatigued or you crave sugar or you start to even feel a bit shaky. So anytime that happens, anytime your blood sugar crashes, it puts your body into a state of stress. Um, and that stressful state is going to release lots and lots of cortisol into your body, um, which puts you in that kind of not maybe not massively fight or flight, but puts you in a big state of stress. And that's obviously not going to help with um, with recovering from burnout. So the, the thing a lot of people, I think, miss is not combining foods well enough to give them a nice, stable blood sugar. So it would be, again, if eating breakfast is a, is a really important thing. So a lot of the time in our society, we're uh, not told how important this is. I, mean, I know it's like an old fashioned or breakfast is the most important meal of the day, but now it's like, oh, grab and go with something. Everyone's Everything's advertised as being as fast as you can. Get it in you quickly and get on to the next thing. Just keep producing. Don't worry about eating, keep producing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yes, eating breakfast is a really, really important thing, especially for women. So our hormones, because of, of our menstrual cycle, um, are so impacted by our blood sugar levels. So eating a, like a balanced breakfast with plenty of protein. So protein keeps our blood sugar labels, uh, levels more stable. Um, and then it would be, if you get hungry, having a snack um, at lunch, uh, mid-morning and then a proper lunch and a proper evening meal. So it would be combining things like carbohydrates with a protein and a fat. So for example, like a snack might be like a banana with some nut butter or a breakfast might be some um, some sourdough toast with eggs um, and things like that. So it's making sure that you're thinking about combining foods really well. And that can make a huge difference to blood sugar levels. Mm. So many, so many things I could ask you like so many different ways. So many things. And I think it's just so interesting, like what you said about, um, you know, all of our food at the moment is designed to be as fast as possible which I think is something that's just like slowly crept in over the years even like with the rise of you know like the local supermarkets the small ones where you can just grab something at your lunch break whatever so like it just is so interesting the parallels between that and then you know that's how we're told to live in general just go as fast as possible and it's like this needs to come into our food as well like we need to slow down and not just grab something and go and like not have the quickest thing that's going to just give us the fastest boost of energy um but but actually take that time to, 
yeah, slow down, slow down to eat it, but also eat eat what's going to really, really help us. And so if somebody is, is eating in this way, where they're supporting their blood sugar levels, then I suppose theoretically they should be, well, A, they're not creating more stress in their body on top of the amounts of stress that we have in our lives already, but they should perhaps feel better able to cope with that stress as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So one thing that um, happens is a really good book. I'm just looking at it because it's across the room from me. It's called The Anatomy of Anxiety. Um, it's by a lady called, I'm just going to have a little look at it, uh, Dr. Ellen Vora. I think her name is. Um, and it's, I would hugely recommend that. So it, it in the book, it explains how, uh, again, when our blood sugar drops sharply, our body gets into a state of panic because our, our brain's preferred source of fuel to actually keep us alive is, is glucose, is like carbohydrates. Um, and our liver stores a lot of glucose as well. So when your body, you, when your blood sugar drops really sharply low, your body goes into a state of panic because it it's basically thinks it's going to die because it thinks we haven't got enough fuel left. Um, and so again, that releases lots and lots of cortisol and suddenly things that you could normally be okay with, like say you've got a deadline or you've got a busy day, if you're normally fine with that and you can handle it, suddenly that becomes completely unmanageable. Then you can start to feel completely overwhelmed and stressed. So I'd say that for if someone is dealing with a lot of stress and burnout and anxiety, just notice when that gets worse in the day. So does it tend to get worse when you're hungry? Does it tend to get worse a few hours after a meal when your blood sugar has dropped, um, maybe? Um, does it get worse when you have certain foods or when you miss certain foods? Because that's a state of what um, what she calls in the book false anxiety or false stress. So it's not that you're not stressed. Of course, you are. But it's not a real stress. Your body's really overreacting to it. So, mm-hmm. But then when you have more stable blood sugar, then that same thing can seem completely fine. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, we have well more things we so there's a as you you mentioned uh, we were speaking just before this you mentioned um about living with our rhythms like our, mm-hmm. our circadian rhythms and seasonal rhythms and menstrual cycle so there's another um we have another rhythm we, we our body's made up of rhythms and cycles and it's like a big orchestra um one of the rhythms as well that I don't think a lot of people are, are completely aware of, but can impact our um, stress levels and also our uh, burnout levels and also sleep is uh, your cortisol rhythm as well. Um, and we can really, really help this with foods as well. So uh, a normal person, um, so cortisol is not, not all a bad thing. We hear about it about the stress hormone, but if you, I'm sure you've spoken about this before. If you don't have enough cortisol at the right time, mm-hmm. that is when proper burnout can happen, when you just can't get out of bed, when your mm-hmm. adrenals are depleted. So balancing your cortisol rhythms can be really, really helpful. So an, a normal cortisol rhythm should spike quite high when you wake up because it's that thing that gets us up and out of bed. So for the first like half an hour when you're awake in the day, you're at a normal level should be like the highest cortisol you have all day because our ancestors evolved to get up and out then and maybe hunt. Um, and throughout the day, our cortisol levels should gradually drop down. And then by the time we want to go to sleep, they should completely drop down. Yeah, because if you want to go to sleep, we don't want cortisol. We don't want that kind of stressful-ish hormone. Um, but if we are living kind of, well, the way a lot of us do... 
um, you mentioned it's healing from stress and burnout is way about way more than nutrition, but it is an important part of it. Um, if our if, if we're not eating at the right times, so mm-hmm. it's not what you eat is when you eat, and also not the right things that can really disrupt our levels. So there are certain foods that can help to get your cortisol rhythms back into balance. This would be eating. Um, so some of the things that set our cortisol rhythms are having things like protein in the mornings, but also having carbohydrates at night. So that's quite an important thing that I've spoken a bit about before. So uh, carbohydrates, like good quality carbohydrates, like cooked potatoes or squash or root vegetables or rice or sourdough, things that we our humans have eaten for quite a long time. If we have these at nighttime, they help with the release of serotonin, which is like that relaxed, happy hormone that a lot of people talk about you getting after like a roast dinner you know only feel just a bit tired mm, yeah satisfied um <laughs> so it helps with the release of that which then calms us down and makes us feel ready to sleep and then also because you've got those those carbohydrates that take a long time to be released into your bloodstream um those complex carbohydrates then your blood your body's got enough fuel to keep it going throughout the night which is going to mean you're less likely to wake up in the middle of the night so again, if that's another thing, like if you probably, I'm sure you've spoken about sleep before, but if someone's waking up multiple times in the night, that's a sign that they're, they're probably, their cortisol rhythm, rhythm is probably too high at night. And mm. so they probably have blood sugar issues. So their, their body's dipping and crashing in blood sugar at nighttime. Um, they're waking up. So a lot of mm. women I work with have found a huge benefit from if they have their dinner early or something, having like a little snack before bed. So this could be like half a banana and a little bit of almond butter. And that's for for lots and lots of women, that's been so helpful for sleep. Tell me another snack that's not a banana and a nut butter. Have I said that a lot of times? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's it's, it's a really good one. So your favourite snack. (laughs) Yeah, they're high in potassium. Okay, another really really good one. Um, Again, another thing that's quite trendy at the moment um but it, it works that's what that's why it's popular and um, is and I, I know a lot of people are plant-based but this is this is just a fact it, uh, gelatin so gelatin is is fat in in its true form it's found in like the connective tissue and the um the cartilage of animal bones animal skin so it's what you get like you make proper jelly out of as well mm-hmm. so gelatin is really high in something called glycine um and this is something that really helps your body relax. It relaxes the nervous system and it really improves sleep as well. So it's something that, again, I advise people to, to make and that I make a lot for myself. It's just little gelatin gummies, which again, you see them all over social media now. Um, so it would be like, so gelatin is also very, very high in protein. So it's going to keep your blood sugar nice and stable. So you you could make them by mixing them with some lemon juice, um, maybe some coconut water as well. And then you mix that with the gelatin warm it up and then you make like a little jelly out of it and this having that before sleep can also really really improve sleep so if you if you make sure you make because it's protein if you make that with like a a coconut water you could even put some coconut cream in there as well that's a nice balanced um snack nice okay and if you're plant-based have the banana and the nut butter yes have the banana yeah (laughs) or you could have avocado and some berries that's like another so mm-hmm. fat yeah. there. Or honey milk and honey is is another really fantastic one actually for sleep yeah mm-hmm. yeah so you you often talk about on your social media like having a nightly milk drink that you put different things in 
Can you go into that a little bit more? Yes. Um, yeah. So, and again, I know anyone who's plant-based, I hope I'm not offended by this, but so it can be any, any milk you have, but yeah. a, like a, uh, so the way I, I am one of those people who was vegan for years and years and years. And then now I eat a lot of like what we call like traditional food. So like a lot of stews and meats and organ meats and stuff like that. Um, and personally for me, I find that's helped me a lot, but that's like a whole nother topic. Mm. Um, so there, there's certain things that are, are really, really good for adding to like a nighttime warming drink. So we know that having something um, sort of close-ish to bedtime, as long as it's not a really heavy meal, can really help your body relax and, and calm down for bed. So any sort of milk. So things like nutmeg. So a really small amount of nutmeg, like a pinch, can be, it's all, it works like a natural sedative, basically. So it's very, very helpful for getting to sleep. Um, don't 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 have too much at all if you have too much it will make you feel high so definitely yeah. don't unless that's your aim it's fine I say yeah like I've done that just to clarify for people I don't regularly like get high on nutmeg I just know that that's a thing possible yeah yeah um the other ones that are really common that a lot of people probably have in their kitchens things like cinnamon and ginger so cinnamon's going to help balance um, blood sugar especially if you've eaten your dinner and it's had like things like potatoes or rice in it and stuff but cinnamon's going to help to keep your blood sugar in balance um and then ginger is just fantastic. It's anti-inflammatory. And if the more in, inflammation you have in your body, the more stressed your body's going to be. Um, but then more specifically, um, one thing that I really love having like in a nighttime drink is a, something called reishi. So this is a type mm. of mushroom. So this has been used for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, especially in, in China, um, for the, the immune system, for calming the body down as well, um, and for just general longevity. So you can get it in a, a I have it in like a powdered form. Um, and well, I can give a discount code if I want so we can. Well, you have so many discount codes that I do think we need to put them on there. I'll put them oh, in the show notes because yeah, Emma's yeah. always sharing discount codes for different supplements and things. So Love it. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I just, I only, just to preface, I only ever work with companies who I think are actually good. And I literally do use all the stuff myself. So, um, so reishi mushroom, yeah, it's, it's really improves sleep and it really calms the nervous system. So you could have it in like a nighttime drink to help you sleep, but you could also have it just in the daytime if you're very stressed to help you relax. So one of the things it's got in it is um, something called L-theanine. So this is also found in green tea and black tea and some other mushrooms as well. So this is an amino acid that is, so the amino acids, um, they help with like the building blocks of protein, your muscles, but they also help your brain to work properly. And L-theanine is really associated with cal- feeling calm. Um, and it depends really what time of day you take it. So this is what I think is so, well, I'm so boring. It's what I think is interesting. Mm. Um, it's, it's not just about what we eat, it's when we eat. So certain mm. herbs and spices work better at different times of day. And they also have a different effects on different times of day. So L-theanine, you take it at night, it can help with sleep um, and relaxing. But if you take it in the morning, it can help you feel more focused and you can actually get into that flow state. So mm. some, like, some matcha tea before you have a really focused period of work can be really helpful for being calm but focused. Mm. oh my god you're going to do like so many different episodes with you there's so much to talk about um what was I going to say to then oh okay I mean this is a personal interest question really but do you combine taking things like um so adaptogens which you're going to need to talk about now um like ashwagandha with reishi um I don't personally but you you could I know there's a lot of supplements that combine that all together mm. but I think 
sometimes I think if you mix too many things together, you don't know what's working or what's not. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so if you buy like a combined thing from like a really good company, then I'm sure that's going to be completely mm. fine. But if you take everything at the same time, I think it's hard to understand what do I actually need and what am I just wasting my money on? Mm. Um, but ashwagandha, again, is another really good thing. So this is where I think it we benefit from being a lot more mindful about how we actually use herbs and supplements rather than just dumping a whole scoop into something every day. So mm. if we take the same thing every day. Your body's just going to eventually get used to it and it doesn't work as well. So things like ashwagandha are fantastic for again, if you're very, very stressed. So it's best to take ashwagandha generally for like a two week period, then stop and then start again. Otherwise your body gets a bit too used to it and it can end up making you feel a bit groggy and heavy. So ashwagandha is really good. Again, the best time to take it is at nighttime. So it's really calming for the the nervous system. It's quite, again, it's quite heavy, so it can help with sleep. Um, So yes, you could like mix them, mix them around. But there, there are some things like, magnesium um that again is really important for calming the nervous system that you could you could take a lot alongside other things um just because of how much our bodies need it so we need magnesium we would usually get magnesium from food but because of uh, our soil is so depleted of magnesium um our food doesn't have as much of it as it used to so i personally think a lot of us should be supplementing with it or getting it in some other form um, just because of how much we need it. Mm, so that's something that you could take kind of every day. I think, then, yeah. yeah. You don't have yeah. to take it in like a, a pill form. So our bodies absorb magnesium absorb it, better yeah. through the skin um, than actually orally. So having a magnesium or Epsom salts bath a few times a week can be really helpful as well. Mm-hmm. And relaxing. So it's going to help you. Definitely. Okay, great. Just because we mentioned the word adaptogen then, and I know people might not know what an adaptogen is. Can you just talk about that a little bit? Yes. Um, yeah, so adaptogens, well, as the name suggests, they help our bodies adapt to stressful situations and to deal with them as well. Um, so our bodies um, our bodies always want to be in a state of homeostasis, so a state of balance, okay? So that that's why we get a lot of symptoms. So, for example... The, the blood sugar issue if you feel very shaky and hungry and kind of a bit cloudy when you missed a meal or something that's your body really desperately trying to pull you back into a state of balance okay um so when we're under a lot of stress um our bodies really are trying to bring us back into balance and that's when we can feel a little bit fatigued because your body's putting so much energy and is just trying to help you so adaptogens can help us give us like an extra hand. So they help us adapt to stress, but they also help build our resilience to stress as well. So maybe um, you you don't get as affected by stress or you can hand the hand it a bit better. So other and they've been used for thousands of years as well, because people have always been stressed. There's always been something. To, something to <laughs> well. um, other things like rhodiola. So this is another quite common one as well. So it's, uh whereas ashwagandha is better to take at night rhodiola is really good if you are burnout or stressed but it's best to take that one in the morning um because it can be not stimulating like coffee but it can be like uplifting that sort of one mm-hmm. um and then we have other things like uh well turmeric is, is sometimes thought of as an adaptogen because it can help reduce the stress from your cells um and then we also have things that i don't think we really even think of as, as adaptogens sometimes things that foods are high in antioxidants 
so god I could just keep talking forever sorry um <laughs> so we have um the more stress we're under the more our bodies experience something called oxidative stress so this mm-hmm. is where our cells get a little bit damaged because we've just got a lot of stuff going on and um, in summer our bodies can actually get a little bit more oxidative stress because there's more sunlight and heat and that's just naturally like a bit of damage for the body um, so if we eat foods that are really high in antioxidants, like uh, berries are very, very high in them, lots of dark coloured foods like red cabbage as well, um, that helps with cellular renewal and it helps your body be a bit less, less stressed, basically. Um, so that's like an adaptation. It's not like one of the trendy ones you can get in a powder that costs, mm-hmm. but it is something we can add to our diets to naturally help us adapt. Mm-hmm. OK. I wanted to touch on, you mentioned dopamine earlier um, but tell me if this is going to be too much like this could be a whole long long thing but because you said that you know we often think of dopamine a little bit like cortisol we can think of it in a negative way sometimes but it's it's not it's just like can you talk a little bit more yeah. about dopamine yeah, yeah that's funny um yeah so that, that again dopamine is a topic there's of a lot of discussion at the moment because um just because of the way the pharmaceutical industry because of things like antidepressants and things like mm-hmm, that right mm-hmm. because of the way they impact dopamine there's been a lot of people coming out talking talking about that now mm. um and i've got nothing against antidepressants or anything like that at all so uh dopamine is another hormone that we want to be getting into a nice balance because it can help us feel more balanced as well so uh, i'll talk a little bit about just tap touch on lifestyle slightly now because this is how you can use dopamine um okay. So when we wake up in the morning, ideally to balance our circadian rhythms, our sleep-wake cycle, we want to have a nice boost of dopamine as well. So there's lots of research that shows if you don't get like a nice little boost of dopamine in the morning, you're much more prone to feeling depressed and burnt out and anxious. Okay, so we can get that boost of dopamine the easiest way to get it is by viewing natural bright light in the morning if you can and doing a little bit of movement okay so dopamine as well a lot of people refer to it as like the the hormone that makes you want more of something so yes when we have an experience that we really like or you eat a food that your body really likes something like a bit sugary or chocolate or something then yeah you get a little boost of dopamine and your body wants more of that but it doesn't only happen with with that sort of foods. You get a boost of dopamine when you have an experience that you like, when you view bright light, when you exercise, when you learn something that ex- more dopamine. And dopamine helps us to actually want to do life. So when we're really low in dopamine, we it's when that feeling of like not being interested in anything or like can't be bothered to do anything or just feeling completely unmotivated. That's all very low dopamine. So Again, it's it's the, the hormone that makes you want to get out there and explore and to learn. Um, so mm. it's really important one to help get in balance. Yeah. Mm, and really important you know, if someone is experiencing burnout, then that those all of that not wanting to do things is a really common experience. So okay, yeah, that's really helpful. So I wanted to ask you as kind of I suppose a little bit of a way that's probably going to touch on some of the things you've already spoken about and just kind of help wrap it up a little bit for people but if somebody if somebody came to to work with you and they were in the middle of burnout yeah what are some of the kind of key things nutrition wise that you would advise some of the first things yeah um well boringly the first thing we have to look at is what what 
is contributing to it. So there's yeah. no point putting loads of good stuff in um, if you're also putting loads of crap in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone's, I just want to have a look, a lot of time I do testing with people to have a little look at if they have food sensitivities or allergies, or if their body's a little bit overloaded with toxins or heavy metals. So these are things that we we don't we can't see, but they're hidden stresses. Okay. Mm. Um, so for example, if someone's uh has a food sensitivity to dairy or to gluten or something, we want to just have a look at see what happens if we take it out. Do you feel better? Do you feel mm. like a bit less foggy in your mind? Um so I look I look at what we take out. I don't want to take out everything at once because I don't want you to hate me. Um <laughs> I look at what are the main things that we want to take out and then really key things to add in one of the first things to look at adding in is um b vitamins so b vitamins are uh, really important for nervous system health so they we have lots 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 of b vitamins um and they all do different things so one of the key things lots of them do is help convert your food into energy um and they also help to calm the nervous system so i would have a look at what they're actually eating right now and look at are you getting enough um b vitamins in so b vitamins uh, you can get from lots and lots and lots of foods um b12 is a key one a lot of people are missing and again no offense to the plant based um people but it can be very hard to get in a plant based diet so if, if that is you and you're feeling fatigued and just not resilient in yourself is one to really really closely look at getting um yeah so that's kind of that's kind of where we start so i want to really help someone with the simple stuff like what foods can they get into their diet mm-hmm. rather than going straight in for the supplements so supplements yeah. i do use a lot as well um because they can be they can work quite quickly to help someone feel better but the, again there's no point having a loads of supplements if you're your actual food what you're made of is not the foundational part as well Mm. yeah okay great okay if somebody's listening to this and is suddenly feeling very overwhelmed because there's loads of different things they're like I need to do this and this but what about this thing where would you I don't want to say like what's the number one thing they should do but like where like what would you how would you advise them to start or like what small thing would you advise them to do yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so again, I think a lot of it is about I'll I'll say I'll say three things, but three really simple things. Yeah. One of them is think about how you eat, not just what you eat. So try to have at least one meal in your day where you're not rushing around. And if you don't have to have like a big ceremony and light candles and everything, although that's nice, just try and have a meal, one meal per day where you're sitting and you're calm and you're relaxed and you don't have to rush off earlier, uh, later. You don't have to rush to eat your food. Try and do that once per day and, you, and then you're helping to calm your nervous system. Um, I would say another thing is eat breakfast. So if you're someone who regularly skips breakfast um, or like the worst thing to have like a black coffee and no breakfast for ages, and that's just, we didn't even talk about coffee, but no, like a black coffee by itself with no breakfast can just kill your adrenals. So if that's you, and that's a lot of people, try to have something. It could just, we can talk about like how to make a magic coffee in a minute, but like how to just having some breakfast can really, really support your adrenals. Um, and then I'd say try and eat real food. So yeah, so those three things. So if if you look at if something has a very long ingredient list and you can't pronounce the words, choose the real food instead. 
Mm. <laughs> right. Well, you can't say how to make a magic coffee and then not and then not share about that. So, <laughs> right. So this is just so if you don't drink coffee and you're burnt out, don't start drinking coffee. There's no you don't have to. There's no reason to. Um, but coffee can be a really good way to balance your cortisol rhythm. Um, so if you're one of those people who's wired and tired, like you can't get to sleep at night and you can't get up in the morning, just everything's on its head. Coffee can be a good way to get your rhythms back into balance. Um, so one of the ways we can use coffee, again, it's about when you drink it. So try to have it only before 12 p.m. Um, so because we don't want to be spiking any any cortisol after that. Um, so again, a black coffee by itself can be quite harsh on the stomach lining. It can actually damage stomach lining. Um, it can be quite acidic and it can it requires more adrenal support from your body. And again, it can just deplete you. So if you add certain things to your coffee, it can actually make it more of like a meal. Um, it can be really, really amazing for brain health and also for metabolism as well. So what I do, um, and I don't, I'm not perfect, so maybe someone has a better recipe. Um, I've played with loads of different ways of doing it for ages, and there's like a few different ways I use. So coffee, um, always organic, because if you get unorganic coffee, it can be actually have some mold in it, which can also be bad for your brain and stress. So yeah, like good quality coffee. Um, I don't mean mold, like you open it and there's like white stuff in there. I mean, just yeah. like um, toxic mold. Yeah. So coffee with a fat and it for brain health and hormone health. And if you're wondering about fertility at all, it should be like a saturated fat. So this would be something like coconut oil um, or if you eat it butter. So coconut oil is very high in caprylic acid, which is really good for your gut health and your gut and brain are connected so that's going to have an impact on your brain and your mood um and butter is really high in butyrate which is fantastic for your gut lining so we didn't get into this but like things like leaky guts and damage to your gut health can have a massive effect on stress as well so yeah so it's coffee some sort of fat um or you can get another oil called mct oil which too much to get into now but again it's good for your brain um and then Something I really like to add is something called lion's mane. This is another medicinal mushroom. So if you're in that burnout stage where you are fatigued and can't focus, and again, you're not motivated and just like don't care about anything, um, lion's mane can be fantastic for improving mood levels and focus and that kind of wanting to learn, wanting to do stuff. Um, and it's also... Uh, being shown now to be very protective against alzheimer's so yeah so whiz up coffee a fat and uh that lion's mane mushroom and that's much more protective for your stomach lining and for your adrenals as well great and that's sometimes called a bulletproof coffee isn't it people might have heard of it as that yeah yeah so that's like basically like a bulletproof coffee, yeah. yeah um would you put anything ever in it like cardamom like to reduce the jittery effect or would adding those other things yeah, yeah no that's that's yeah so cardamom is like a traditional thing used in ayurvedic medicine to uh reduce the negative effects of coffee so prevent bitters mm. and stuff um cinnamon can help with with again with blood sugar balance as well um and then again you could put something like reishi in some people do this uh who are into like biohacking and stuff some people put like reishi in as well because you've got that boost from the coffee but the ratio kind of calms it down it's got the l-theanine mm. um, right. so lots and lots of things you can add yeah 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 okay thank you well 
I know that was a bit of a whiz through a lot of things, but hopefully it's given people some interesting things to think about and, you know, maybe explore for themselves. And yeah, there's tons more we could talk about. So please share with people where they can find you online, how they can work with you, how they can find out more from you. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, I have many more notes. <laughs> um, yeah, so my my website is emma newlin yoga.com. Um Newlin is spelled N-E-W-L-Y-N. Um, although I'm married now, so I may have changed my name, I'm not sure. Um <laughs> uh, and my Instagram is Emma Newlin Wellness. Um, and there's I post a lot of uh things on there about like what we've been talking about today so lots of recipes and and ways of, of balancing stress and things like that um and yeah so either either of those um you can you can get in contact and uh, the next opening i have for health coaching like i have like a six-week program or just individual consultations will be from january so people can get in contact and find out more there Okay, great. Well, as soon as you have loads of notes, I think maybe we'll do a part two. We'll have you back on and we can go through more of those notes. Huh. So yeah, let's let's arrange that. But for now, thank you very much for, for coming on. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Create Shift. And thank you for bearing with my bizarre helium effect voice. I hope maybe it provided some amusement. I hope that you enjoyed the episode. As always, remember to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you have a spare moment. And we will be back again soon with another episode.